superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The stuff I hear from this chair. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Del Tufo at his peak. Del Tufo has a faster burst than Lawrence Taylor. 100%. My brother Frank couldn't catch me. I was one of the fastest kids around. That's all I could do was run and roller skate. Today's guests, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, Vikings linebacker Zadarius Smith, from Amazon Freebies Tropo, actor Thomas Jane, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... My brother Frank couldn't catch me. It's Rich Eisen. <laughs> yeah, it's always great to start a show with a laugh. Why not? That's the way we try to roll here every single day on the Rich Eisen Show, whether you're listening to us on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, Sirius XM 85, the Odyssey app, or right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. And those who are watching us can see what the folks on radio can't see, which is uh, I am wearing a fantastic plum zip-up. Sweater just uh, for the middle of this month. It's the middle of the week, middle of the month. I mean, like we're right down the middle, or right straight down the middle. Hopefully, like everybody who tees off in the PGA Championship tomorrow will be. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? I'm all right. (laughs) Good to see you, DJ Mikey D. Good to see you, Rich. Good to see uh, TJ Jefferson lighting the candle. Any pearls of wisdom today for you, TJ? Well, real quick, I can give a shout out. One of my best friends from high school, Dougie Peffer. New head coach of the Altoona High School men's basketball team. I just want to tell him congrats, man. That's that's beautiful. DJ Dougie, DJ Dougie Peff. Well, he was the milkman. Oh, he's in, the milk dad. Oh. That was his nickname back in high school was the milkman because he because he delivered. Because oh, is that oh, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, and now and now he just got named head basketball coach oh, Altoona High. So okay, shout Pef, out to him. Peff, shout out to Peff Daddy. <laughs> Just upgrading the, the nickname. Say, just quit while you're at. And I'm sure. sorry, I'm sorry, Rich. I know every morning I you don't know where I'm going and you got to stay on your toes. But that's why I you're do. nominated, my friend. Is that right? You know that's why. You're you know nominated. what? That's why. I, working with Michael Irvin will do that for you. You got to stay on your toes. Uh, we've got some. Uh, we've got some great stuff in store today um, on this program. Uh, first up, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, talking about everything going on in the in the world of the National Football League. Zadarius Smith. Uh, one of the best uh, defenders uh, the league has seen in the last few years since he was uh, taken uh, out of Kentucky. Uh, Green Bay Packers put him on the field, and then he went and um, seemed like he was going to Baltimore and then did a reverse uh, and went to Minnesota. So um, he will be calling in from, uh, I'm assuming, the land of a thousand lakes. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit of uh, tech 
in the NFL world, our friend from Zebra Technologies, Bill Burns, calling in. Uh, he and Zebra were so generous once again to donate to Run Rich Run, so we'll catch up with him. And then um, the uh, new show on Amazon Freebie, which is what uh, IMDb, IMDb TV has been renamed. Amazon Freebie's uh, uh, Trapo is the new show uh, starring Thomas Jane. Nice. And uh, he will be in studio. Guy who played uh, Mickey Mantle in the uh, Billy Crystal film. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 61 with the asterisk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Boogie Nights, one of our favorite films of all time. Uh, all I will say is for fans of the uh, the endeavor we do with our, our celebrity guest, Celebrity True or False, any fans of the Celebrity True or False world, and there are many, certainly on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, on our Facebook page, where that does very well, at Rich Eisen Show there. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be one of my favorites. We, we've unearthed some great stuff, <laughs> certainly from behind the scenes of... Um, uh, boogie nights that um, that uh, does not uh, involve any prosthetics, but um, <laughs> it, it's going to be good stuff coming up later on in hour number three when he stops by in studio. I did say the word. Um, so uh, I'm assuming, Chris, um, yeah. you're you're uh, uh, yeah, I'm all right. Um, had to do with last night's basketball endeavors that we saw on the worldwide leader in sports, having nothing to do with the draft lottery. <laughs> Where Anderson Verajao, as predicted, looks look completely lost. He's like, "What am I doing here? <laughs> what am I, who am I, and what am I doing here?" That's, that's your line, buddy. Uh huh. <laughs> so the, I just like Sabonis when the when the Kings got into the top four. He, he was just, just like, giggling. Hey, hey. hey. Uh, everything, looked, everything looked copacetic for your Celtics. Uh, certainly in the uh, first half of that. Uh, game last night, and yeah, certainly and- without Marcus Smart, who was out due to injury, and then we learn Al Horford's out due to health and safety protocols, which is the wow. um, the version uh, the NBA and many sports leagues use uh, involving COVID nineteen. Yeah, so here's my quick take on mm-hmm. on last night. You know, you're out two starters. You just played one of the most physical, grueling seven game second round series yes. of all time. Yes, and you're going on the road. Uh, the one seed who's been sitting for five days. You're not expecting to win game one, okay? So the fact, uh, the big overall scheme of things, you lose game one, that's fine. We were kind of expecting it. Lost game one against Milwaukee. We're lucky to win game one against Brooklyn, okay? Worked out fine in those series. But when you look at how they played in the first half, a 13-point lead at one point, an eight-point lead at the half, guys are making shots. You put up 62 points against a really good defense, maybe we can win this one. You know, you're kind of going high register, like maybe we can steal game one, and suddenly this is a different series. But to just come out in the third quarter like that, 22-2, to you know, it's pretty deflating. You think maybe they were just running on adrenaline for the first half, but all things considered, looks like Marcus is going to play game two. No Al. Much rather have Marcus Smart than Al Horford. I think the Celtics are fine. I'm not going to overreact. Oh, dude, yeah, I mean, I'm not sitting here and seeing game the season. No, I mean, game one on the slow, road. Slow, 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 slow down. Yeah, I mean, I'm just giving you my first blush reaction. Uh, of yeah, course. So, you know. And then, and then there's the uh, the other side of things here, and the Miami Heat. And um, I, I guess this, you could say, this series involves two of the best players in the NBA who have superstar status that doesn't get it afforded to them uh, enough. Number zero in your Celtics and Jason Tatum yeah, and Jimmy Butler. 
of yeah. the Miami yeah. Heat. Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat. 17 of his 41 in the third quarter that, as you just mentioned, flipped the entire script of game one. And his his stat line, 41 points, nine rebounds, five assists, four steals, and three blocks. That's that's a day at the office. I mean, man. just a Jeez. man's game, dude. Yeah. 41, 9, 4, 9, 5, 4, and 3 um, is incredible. Shout to the Sixers for letting him go, Rich. That might be a Powerball. Like, 41's the Powerball there, you know? So I'm going to write that down. And without the 41, that's uh, that's a hell of a superfector. 9, 5, 4, and 3. Jimmy Butler, man. Guy who needed to be separated from his coach just about a month plus ago. They're 15 and 6 since that moment. And they are really, really good. And then when Jimmy Butler plays like this, they're championship quality. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the other, the, I mean, the way that they're constructed, as you know, I've liked for quite some time. <laughs> I have. That's a fact. I have liked them for you, you the, way that, the, mountain for the way that Riles has put this team together. I like how you phrase that. You wouldn't give up anybody for that I would team. give up no one. No one for nobody. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Say don't break up the bubble team for Giannis. Rich, if they do win a championship again. It'll be tough that, for me to be held back. Man. I know. Uh, but, again, as as I pointed out to Chris, it's just one game, and we'll see how it all works. And yeah, th- this game. this could be one of those Donnie Brooks. And even after the game, Eric Spolstra is talking about how two of the best <clears throat> two-way players in the game today going against each other. Because it's amazing is that when Tatum's got the ball in his hand, it's Butler on him and vice versa. And it's great to see. That's what we want to see as NBA fans. We want to see the best take on the best yeah. or try to beat the best and – and last night, Butler was that guy. And it didn't feel that way at halftime, but Butler was that guy. And and he became that guy. But just the way that this team is constructed, I've said this before, I'll say it again. This guy could play for me. P.J. Tucker does all the dirty stuff, man. He yeah. does it. He gets the rebound when you need, you need him to. He plays defense when you need him to. Makes those threes. Towards the four, end of the game, you know, a couple times. Oh, I know we had Celtics it. made Whoa, some threes. Like, the Celtics makes it threes. What are and, we gonna do here? Well, it was higher register seven point. It was yeah. Well, man, it's three down seven. Seven. And then PJ Tucker hits a three, and it's just like After when PJ Tucker when PJ Tucker After hits a three. Also, not just when he hits a three, it's one of those deflate. Every one of his threes is a deflating three because yeah. he's literally the guy that you will always say, "I'll." Yeah, let you him take shoot. It. Yeah, you take yeah. it. Right. If you beat me, I, 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 I've got to tip my hat. Kind of like Grant Williams. <laughs> and then he keeps beating you, no matter what team he's on. Yeah. I mean, he only he, had he, one three, he, but it, you know. I know. It was a big one. But <laughs> big he, one. he always comes out with them. Yeah. And that's after he hurt his ankle in the first half, had to change his shoes. Is he like the Robert Ory of his generation? You know? Uh, no, Rich. Uh, is, he, uh, is he the Ken Norton Jr. where uh, he just switches teams and he'll just win it, away, win it anyway? That again? might be a little no, bit better. Yeah, that, be better? Yeah, that could be it. The thing about that moment, too. <laughs> you Rich, like that one? I do like Richard that. Hits, Richard hits a three. It's a seven-point game. And the thing is, like, 
I made a doka was kind of waving the white flag. He had sent some scrubs yeah, to the no, bench, and, and then, then he hit the. Th- he's like, "Back to the bench." It's I know seven because you with can't, three to go. It was like ninety seconds to go, yeah. and you just you just couldn't put the scrubs in yet. You couldn't yeah. tap out just yet. But then they did because uh, yeah. the 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 heater are not going to beat themselves. So I enjoyed game one. That was a that was a good game one. Yeah. Um, for and now tonight it's game one between the Mavericks. And the Warriors, everyone the who rich, the my Warriors, the Warriors thing, my my Golden State <laughs> Warriors tonight. No one seed, no two seed. It's one versus two in the East, and then three versus five, Six, right? Five, yeah, it's five. Know. Right? It was the Heat, Heat, the uh, pardon me, the Jazz and the Mavs were the that's true first round series. So it's now Luca taking center stage tonight, and I can't wait to watch that one. Mavs with a four, pardon me. Okay. So it's three versus four and one and one versus two and the other. So I look forward to that. Um, And, um, you know, I was uh, having a good time last night watching that game, and it was was a good time. Uh, One thing, a couple things we're going to talk about. Oh, is Pat Beverly still talking? How about that? (laughs) Wow. Dude. How long was, is this a 10-day? Did he sign up to a 10-day contract? (laughs) It's it's a five-day, I think. You know. He's still talking. He's still going. Good for him, man. This is wow. He's just talking and giving his opinions on everybody who is beating him. They should. You know what he should do? He should sit on a couch, literally on a couch. They should sit him on a couch because part of this feels like it's therapy, and uh, and also it's it's where he it's where he is. Yeah. I saw a tweet last night. Okay. Someone was like, "Hey, the next generation of NBA players oh, yeah. in the media of." Pat Bev and Draymond is sure going to be something. But Draymond has got <laughs> rings. Draymond has rings, plural. True, but Barkley doesn't have any. Yeah, but oh, Charles Barkley is one of the 25 yeah, greatest basketball Draymond players of all time. Draymond's true. going to the Hall of Fame. I know. I feel saying. like I sound like that umpire in that YouTube video <laughs> with Earl Weaver. You're going to go to the Hall of Fame for what? <laughs> for what? For what? <laughs> I can't repeat what he says next. For effing up World Series? That's why you're going to the World by the way, Rich, that's just, uh, I, you know, again, I, I I said it the other day. I'm like, where's the line of disrespect and 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 analysis? And I think maybe Pat, he keeps getting the reps. He, he'll find that line. And yeah. if he finds that line, he could be really good at this. But he's just throwing flame. You know, and 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 the and the the shows in which that in which that that traffics well, mm-hmm. I think he's made for. But. He's still playing. Now you got to go out next year against some of these guys, and you know, man, I did not hear what he's saying today. But the last couple days, well, yesterday at least he was, he's smiling now with what I'm seeing. He's laughing. He just he just came across as angry and disrespectful. He to was me cha- he was challenging Windhurst this morning about something. He was okay, you know, and. By no, the way, Rich, you know, nobody can just show, show the resume, right? You can't just go resume. By the way, you're saying that a lot of I've never. It's Pat Beverly. I'm a Pat Beverly on the court fan. I like what he brings, but no one really ever is in the Pat Beverly corner like Brockman. But the second the other day, you made the comment about what has Pat Beverly done in comparison to Chris Paul. So many comments all took Pat Beverly's side on and, our YouTube page. Yeah, and I don't know if it was they were like, "Well, what have you done, Eisen?" And I'm like, "Well, wait a minute, none of you people ever." We're on Pat Beverly's side now all of a sudden. So I don't know if it's really that much Chris Paul dislike out there or people 
or Pat Bev is resonating with folks. I'm not sure. What have I ever done? I just in ter- like I, like, I don't, I don't I, ever understand I don't that understand sort of that going either. back. At, but, but what have I ever done? Of course, I haven't played NBA basketball. <laughs> I didn't play college basketball. I was terrible in the rec yeah. league. You know, I, I mean, I was. Why sh- I talk about it for a living? So I was shocked so to see a lot what of. What I'm the- saying is, when you come in on television. Now you're in my lane. Now you're in my world. I have every right to be critical. Of, 25 years in the game, Rich. Of what somebody's saying about somebody and how they say it and how they broadcast it. That's absolutely my area of expertise. And even if I haven't played anything, I still have the ability to critique or opinionate or talk. And as long as you do it in a rational, sane manner... Uh, I'm fine with it. And, but, well, that's what I'm trying to do. I can put my head on the pillow just fine. Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't read those answers. Like, what have I ever done? Nothing. I, I, I'll be honest. I've done nothing on a basketball court. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but I can see what Chris Paul has done and what Patrick Beverly has done, and I saw how Beverly said it. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, as I said, it was a fascinating watch. On occasion, it made he's made me laugh the last couple of days. And the way he said it was fascinating on occasion, funny, but then it would be awkward. It's kind of like uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't respond well to that sort of broadcasting style. Or and and even Matt Barnes, yeah, he the man who has proclaimed to say, "Bring all the smoke." He <laughs> it was too much smoke for him. Too much. It you smoked out Matt Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Beverly smoked out Matt Barnes. That's impossible. <laughs> Only Snoop can do that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. All right, let's take a break here. <laughs> Mike Florio, when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, Deshaun Watson in the NFL chit-chatting, apparently. What's that all about? And we just like talking the NFL. That's uh, that's that's my lane. Let's do it. One of, my, my, one of my many lanes. See, that's why I don't read... I don't read comics. I don't know why you do. (laughs) I like to get you riled up. Thank you. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com back here on our rich eyes and show terrestrial radio uh, outfit along <laughs> with nbc sports on peacock NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. Uh, joining us here is a man who kicks things off every single day and then at certain parts of the year ends it every single day on NBC Sports on Peacock. Uh, the host of PFT Live, the creator of Pro Football Talk, and the author of Playmakers, which is still available where all books are sold. Mike Florio back here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How you doing, Mike? Rich, I'm doing great. It's great to talk to you. I love the Peacock conversation. Mm-hmm. I know the terrestrial audience didn't get to hear it, but the Good news for me, yes. since we're no longer on over-the-air FCC-regulated radio. I was talking to DP about this yesterday. Sims and I have been testing the limits of what we can say before we get a phone call from somebody higher on the food chain. Yeah, you guys are working blue, aren't you, Mike? It. Mike, you guys are working blue on occasion, oh, right? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Did you guys know now, this? Sims no. always lives blue. He doesn't have to work it. That's just him being him. And he's starting to have a bad influence on me after five years. So we've been dropping a few from time to time. And nobody has said anything. So like Dan <laughs> said, he and Keith Oberman used to do it on SportsCenter late night to see if the executives were watching. And they just came to the conclusion that they weren't. Well, so maybe that's what's happening with us. Stuart Scott and I always talked about how we wanted to do a pay-per-view sports center where we could say whatever we wanted to say and use whatever words we wanted to use. And... Um, Boy, we never got to do that, obviously. But um, you got to pick and choose your spots. Which which story uh, or player has caused you guys to curse more <laughs> lately? Well, Mike? probably Tom Brady, just because he's everywhere. And and that's a point Sims made today that I think is a valid one. When you look at all the stuff Brady's doing, he's still playing. He's got the three hundred seventy-five million dollar deal with Fox that is looming whenever he finally retires. He's got the Netflix. Yes greatest roast of all time series he's an executive producer and he's the subject of the first roast he's got the movie he's executive producing about the four octogenarians who go to atlanta to watch him play in or houston to watch him play atlanta in super bowl 51 i think it is i mean he's everywhere at what point is he overexposed at what point is there a natural backlash because people have reached their lifetime limit of tom brady well ever how about this how about this though (laughs) mike let's just put it this way the the, even with everything that you just said and i'm sure there's more to come too um because we're not even talking about his clothing line and, and everything else and his outstanding uh social media game that 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 puts him in our timeline every now and then that still hasn't even swung the pendulum back from the first 20 years of his career where he did nothing and he hardly said anything and all he did was just the patriot way and i think we're just we're just seeing him let his freak flag fly a little bit and maybe we're seeing a side of brady that uh we're going to see more of when he's in our living rooms in front of 40 to 50 million other uh households on big fox games Coming. He is coming. that he is that kid that went to college after growing up in the house without a drop of alcohol anywhere to be seen and just goes crazy 
right? Yeah. Freshman year. Yeah. Drinking everything he can find, making yeah. up for lost time. Yeah. And, and you're right. The 18 years of silence maybe helps people deal with the fact that he's everywhere now, but he's everywhere now. And he keeps finding new places to show up. It's just amazing. And there will be a critical mass at some point, I think, if he just keeps popping up everywhere and anywhere that we happen to be paying attention. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, in the, I guess, more serious quarterbacking world right now, um, the NFL and Deshaun Watson are having a sit-down confab about his 22 civil cases right now. That's happening this yeah. week? It's happening this week, and they've got to make a decision. And they've got to understand that – there's a timeline that's created by the procedure that the NFL adopted in 2020. It's kind of a sandwich between the commissioner, an outside person, and the commissioner. The league will propose a suspension. There's an independent disciplinary officer hired and paid jointly by the league and the union that will investigate, presumably have a hearing, issue a decision on what suspension or discipline, if any, there will be. Then the commissioner has the exclusive appeal jurisdiction, which means he can, in theory, as long as there's any discipline imposed on Deshaun Watson, let's say the league says we want to put, I'm just throwing out an example here for illustration. Mm-hmm. Let's say the league says we want him out for a whole year. Disciplinary officer says, that's ah, one game. The commissioner on appeal can say, nah, it's a year, and that's it. Final binding, boom, bang the gavel, and see you later, Deshaun Watson. But whatever plays out, it, it's going to take time. See, I think they're setting this up for next Friday, Memorial Day weekend, a little bad news dump on the three-day weekend, what they propose the punishment to be, and then the disciplinary officer would kick in after that. And this all gets wrapped up by Labor Day weekend, so everyone will know whether or not he's going to be playing week one, or if not week one, when he'll be back. Hmm. That's your timeline for this thing, huh? Cause... I think it makes sense. It's gotta, it's, they got to start doing something. At some point, you know, the NFL doesn't like to make a decision, Rich, until it has to. But at some point, the mere fact of delay is the mistake. I know they don't want to step in it by, by doing something prematurely, but at some point you have to know when you need to move. And I think they owe it to the Browns, to the Browns fans, to the opponents who have to figure out who are we going to be facing, and also to those seven sportsbook partners out there that would like to put the Browns back on the board. We don't have the Browns' futures bets. We gotta, we, we'd like to make a little money off the people that want to put some money on the Browns either – to make the playoffs or not, to win over or under whatever their, their win total is going to be. They're off the board on that. There's no win total for the Browns yet because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. But it, does the league and has everything been adju- – does the league know everything is the, is the overarching question. And let me fill in backfill a little bit with you, Mike Florio. And it has, have all the depositions between Watson and his accusers taken place? Because if I'm the NFL, last thing I want to do is make a, uh, a determination, start this entire process that you just talked about, and then find out something in one of those depositions that makes my ruling or the league's ruling look lenient. And um, a perfect example is what I read on your site um, uh, through your Twitter account at Pro Football Talk that uh, uh, there uh, of an excerpt from one of the depositions, the first accuser um, uh, of Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson admitting, yeah, he did send her a text to apologize because he saw her tearing up after their massage, hoping that he sending a text saying, I hope you can still work. We can still work together again. And of course, it leaves a question of anybody who's reading this saying, 
what happened to make somebody cry and him to acknowledge it through a text because it was so obvious. That's what I'm saying. I mean, is this all done? Does the NFL know everything in time well, for next Friday? And that's a great point. They're not going to know everything until the 22 cases are resolved. And if they go to trial, it's going to take every bit of next offseason and beyond. You're talking about 22 different cases, 22 different juries, 22 different plaintiffs packed into an offseason. Good luck scheduling 22 trials, assuming that they aren't settled. He could have settled 18 of them last year. The Dolphins wanted all 22 to be settled before they would trade for him. 18 were ready to go, four held out, and Watson decided to not settle any unless he could settle all. I think in hindsight he probably, if he were being candid, would say I would have been nice to, to knock this group of 22 cases down to four cases, a little easier to manage. But, Rich, because of what you said, that's why I think there's a chance that what they'll do is make a decision on punishment based on what they already know, what has been admitted, what they learned from their conversations with the accusers and with Watson, what he admits to, what he doesn't. Remember, Rusty Harden, his lawyer, admitted last year that some of these massage therapy sessions he would line up via Instagram would become consensual sexual encounters. That may be enough for the league to say we're troubled by this pattern of behavior. We think intervention is required. A lot of the reasoning that applied to Ben Roethlisberger back in 2010 when he got suspended six games reduced to four with no arrests, with no charges, with civil cases eventually settled. I think what they could do is suspend him a certain amount now and leave the door open for the possibility, based upon how the civil cases go and how they're resolved and what the verdicts are or aren't, to take action again later. They kind of did that with Antonio Brown in 2020. He was suspended eight games for a variety of off-field misdeeds. He still had a pending civil lawsuit alleging that he had engaged in sexual assault and rape, and they said, we're going to leave the door open pending what happens here. So I think it's kind of a mixed bag. It's kind of a half measure, but I think it makes sense. It deals with what they know now, and it leaves the door open to deal with what they may learn later. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk here on the Rich Eisen Show. So let's uh, open the door in a couple of offshoots of what's happening right now. Again, Deshaun Watson in the league meeting with one another, an interview happening between uh, the league and, and Deshaun Watson. Um, and while we're waiting for the results of that, the, the ripple effect of his contract, uh, his $230 million all-guaranteed contract. I've got Zadaria Smith coming on in our number two. Your reporting has already pointed out how other contracts, Von Miller being one of them, um, helped kind of uh, upset the uh, conversations between Smith and the Ravens to the point where the Ravens were like, yeah, you keep coming back to us. We're not going to pay that. He winds up in Minnesota. We already had Brett Veach on last week, and he basically admitted the Christian Kirk contract, the Devontae Adams contract, totally blew up what was going on between the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill. Is there something up with the Cardinals and uh, Kyler Murray because of what was paid to Deshaun Watson? How are the ripple effects based on your knowledge so far? Well, look, we've heard from multiple owners who have said openly that they're troubled by the fact that Watson gets a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract because agents are going to turn around and expect the same thing for other quarterbacks. And, look, most franchise quarterbacks get every penny of their contracts or they get renegotiated and they get a raise before the contracts expire. But when you, when you put that much of a guarantee into a deal, you have to put a certain amount of money into escrow. It becomes a very expensive proposition. It affects your liquidity as an owner. It's, it's just something that the league didn't want to do. 
So the Browns have crossed a bridge now that other teams may get pulled across. And the Kyler Murray thing has really died down. I think that, I think that Murray and the Cardinals have kind of found a way to, to reach an awkward truce, at least for now, and then maybe they're going to try to work out a contract later this summer. Because I think that Murray made it sufficiently clear that if another team out there was interested, they would have made a run. And I don't think anybody made a serious run. I think for the same reason the Cardinals are concerned about paying him a ton of money now, other teams are going to be concerned too. Durability, how his game is dramatically limited if he can't put the mobility into action. We saw him in the playoff game where he just wasn't running like he usually did. He's at, he had that ankle thing that I think bothered him for the rest of the year. And he was ordinary. He looks a lot shorter when he can't just take off like the roadrunner whenever he chooses to do so. So I think that they've reached an understanding and they're going to try to work something out. Now, can they, can they come to a middle ground? Can they find a number in a, in a market that now has like a $30 million spread from the highest-paid quarterback to the 10th highest-paid quarterback? I don't know. But I think they're going to work it out. But the Deshaun Watson contract obviously is a major data point in any quarterback contract negotiation going forward, and it's going to make it harder for some of these other deals to get done. And then what about Mayfield? Um, you know, I, 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 I have been vocal here saying that I, I don't think there's any way that Humpty Dumpty could be put back together again um, <laughs> with, the, with the Browns and, and Mayfield should the Browns hold on to him as an insurance for uh, a, a Watson suspension. I just think that that's, that's, that's folly. That's just not going to happen. Um, you know, stranger things have. I understand. But Mayfield hasn't said anything lately. Uh, any idea what, what the his camp's strategy is on waiting out whatever the Browns are trying to wait on as well? Well, Mayfield hasn't said anything directly, but ESPN.com had that hashtag long read about 13 days ago with chapter and verse details of things that bug Baker Mayfield with fingerprints all over it from Mayfield and people close to him. I, I know we're paying up the story. Source guessing is frowned upon <laughs> in this business, but I don't care. Right. It clearly was stuff coming from Mayfield's camp. And the one thing, Rich, that made me think the way that you do, that Humpty Dumpty is busted to smithereens, Mayfield and or people close to him believe that they left him in the game week 17 at Pittsburgh primetime when he was struggling to make him look bad, to make it easier to pivot over to Deshaun Watson or someone else. If he believes that, if he truly believes that they pulled that maneuver, I don't know how you come back from that. And if the Browns are thinking, we may need this guy all year, we don't know, we don't know, maybe we need him, you better be kissing his butt now to get him back on board with the idea that there could be a mutual benefit to be served here. Hey, hey, Baker. Seattle, Carolina, Cleveland. Where's your best chance to have the kind of year that sets you up for a big contract in 2023? It's Cleveland. So let's find a way to work together, and we'll, we'll give you your freedom after this season, and you can go and you can, you can cash in. I just I don't know, like you said, I don't know that Humpty Dumpty gets reconstructed because I think too much damage has been done to that relationship. Well, I, I, and, and certainly you want to talk about how damaged the relationship is. If, if your supposition is, is, is the... Uh is the truth for the lack of a better phrase is in fact what happened where Mayfield's camp thinks he was left in in week 17 uh to struggle because it, it gives the Browns an easier public front to go pivot to Deshaun Watson 
I mean, Deshaun Watson essentially pivoted away from the Browns in the middle of the sweepstakes, right? I mean, that there was a 24-hour oh, period. There was a 24-hour. $230 million fully guaranteed. The Browns were right. like, oh, crap. We can't go back to Mayfield now. He right. hates us. What are we going to do? Exactly. Let's the ante and let's get Deshaun Watson back on board with us. Right. So there was never a guarantee that Watson would ever look in the direction of the Browns. He, he they, they were kind of in last place until, you know, the, uh, the, the escrow account got opened up. So um, – I don't that that would strike me as a very poisoned relationship if you're parsing out week 17 moments by the coaching staff and Stefanski, who I, I think is uh, and certainly in dealings that I've had with him, a straightforward, straight up guy. I it's just maybe as simple as, hey, they told him we're, we're, we're going to look at other people that pissed him off and then they fell all over themselves for Watson. And that pissed him off to the point where he said goodbye to Cleveland and front loaded his goodbye. Right, like told Seinfeld, I'm not breaking up with you. You're you're, uh, you're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. All of that. I, that's why I don't know how it's possible to put that all back together again. And and then where, what? What's Seattle thinking? Just like they really are waiting for this to play out while Pete has his competition that he he adores. I, I don't I don't know how, how well, Mayfield I think, would even think, fit in. I think Pete. I think Pete and John Schneider realize that they can just sit back and wait and sit back and wait and sit back and wait, and maybe they can steal Baker Mayfield if they even want him. Exactly. There's nothing to suggest they want him, but that may be part of the poker face that they're trying to project. Then meanwhile, they love Geno Smith. I mean, people think, oh, Drew Locke will be the quarterback. Ah, he's got to beat out Geno. Pete has said multiple times Geno has the lead. Geno knows the offense, and Geno played well last year. When Russell was hurt, there was nothing like a blowout win over the Jaguars where Geno was 20 and 24 to get Russell Wilson back on the field, lickety split, even before he was ready. And they were chanting Geno's name in that Thursday night game against the Rams. So I think Pete would love to be able to win games with Russell Wilson's understudy, with Russell Wilson in, in Denver struggling against the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the rest of the AFC. Before I let you go, um, there's still Jimmy Garoppolo that looms over everything that we talk about with Baker Mayfield and the Browns because there's another guy who's actually got Super Bowl experience and last year took a team damn near to it um, sitting out there. And the subtext of, of the conversation there is something I brought up to Steve Young when he called in earlier this week, Mike Florio, to, about Trey Lance not being ready and the rumors and the conjecture that the Niners just can't bring themselves to finally rip that Band-Aid off of Garoppolo and go to, to Lance. What are you hearing about that scenario in San Francisco as we're sitting here I've in I've consistently May? heard concern that, that they're not convinced Lance is ready. And how do you know he's ready until he's your guy? week in and week out. They haven't seen enough from him to make him think he's ready. They haven't seen enough from last year to be confident about thrusting him into the fray when they clearly would have done it if he had shown he was the best option. And from Garoppolo's perspective, the worst-case scenario would be they show up for camp, they compete, Lance emerges as the starter. Lance steps up. Lance is ready to go. And then they go to Jimmy Garoppolo after the preseason. They say, hey, Jimmy, Lance is number one. You're number two. We can't pay number two $25 million, So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay you $10 million to be the backup. And uh, we'll, maybe we'll put some, you know, some incentives in there, playing time, whatever, so you can earn some of it back if you end up playing more, if he gets injured or whatever. But you're the backup. You've got to accept this deal. And if not, you're going to get cut. He's got no guarantees until he's on the roster for week one. And what do you do then? 
all the spots are taken, all the depth charts are filled. I think that's why Garoppolo, even more than Mayfield, because Mayfield at least has a guaranteed salary for this year at 18.8. Garoppolo's 25 is not guaranteed. Now, he's got a, a lingering injury guarantee of $7.5 million, but once he passes a physical, that goes away. After that, he's got no guarantee. So the sooner he can get out of there and land somewhere else, the better off he's going to be because he could end up, she stands alone, right after Labor Day weekend with no home, no salary, no anything, if the 49ers keep him around long enough to come to the conclusion that Lance is ready. Hmm. Did you say cheese stands alone, Mike? Did I Isn't that a line, the cheese stands alone? That's the farmer in the dell. That you went farmer in the dell on me yeah, right there, right, I think. Yeah. Okay, I just want to well, make you sure. Want, you want Humpty Dumpty. That's so we're true. even. That's, that's right. Hey, we had a long talk yesterday about Romper Room. I don't know if you remember Romper Room. I had forgotten about Romper Room. Of course. But but I used to love at the end when they pull up that magic mirror and they start rattling off the names. And if they said your name, like, you know, because you were the only one in the world with that name when you were four years old, <laughs> that was like, that like makes you weak when you heard your name at the end of the world. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I guess I should. I, I was. I. I just had to. I had to pause. Put a, a pin in our conversation real briefly uh, since I when I heard that. Uh, but now, were uh, you rich, Richard, or Richie when you were? Four? Oh, I was Richard when I did something wrong in the house. <laughs> um, Richie in um, in uh, grade school, um, and Dick behind my back. Um, so <laughs> that's probably what I was growing up. <laughs> Uh, Not to well my done. face. Thank you so much. Uh, take care of yourself, Mike Florio. Thanks right. for the call, brother. See, Always see really Ricky. appreciate it. Everybody checks in. See, see you, Mikey. Good spot, Mikey. There you go. Mike Florio, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Everybody should buy his book, Playmakers, and uh, check him out on PFT Live every single day right here on Peacock. Omar also said the cheese stands alone in the wire. Okay. You know, that's my, my head. Very head. good. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what do I want to pick out of that one to, to expound on? Okay, Trey Lance, let's do it. Next on the Rich Eisen Show. I've got two two cents on that subject matter. I've had enough of the Trey Lance slander. Enough. <laughs> Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Callaway Digits should create their longest irons ever with the new Rogue ST. They made their longest irons ever perform at the highest level for every player. There are four different types of Rogue ST irons that use artificial intelligence on high-strength 450 steel, the only irons ever to do so. There's one for your style of play. The Rogue ST Pro is for the low to mid-single-digit handicappers. There's that incredible combination of speed, forgiveness, and all-around performance in the Rogue ST Max. Trust me, you're going to want to use that. If you're learning the game, if you're struggling to stay consistent, it really is so forgiving. 
There's the Max OS Lite, the most forgiving high launch iron. If you really want a wider sole, increased lightweight package uh, for players with slower swing speeds, the Max OS is for mid to high handicappers. This is just all examples of how Callaway is thought through everything. No other irons perform like the new Rogue ST irons. Find your Rogue ST irons at callawaygolf.com slash go rogue, please. So there's two things that the Niners um, want to do. There's one that's it, it's sort of like a, a, a regular like an NFL season or like a TV show. It's a it's a week to week thing. It's like a, a, a smaller window of a storyline. And then there's the overarching storyline that goes from season to season. The storyline that's. Uh, in a shorter time frame, is one that kind of surprised everyone. A little t- plot twist to the 49ers in 2022 was Debo Samuel saying, I want out. And one thing that the Niners wanted to do with that, they have succeeded in. They've taken a lot of air out of the room. They've taken a lot of heat off the situation. That's what they wanted to do. That's what I thought they wanted to do. I thought they didn't want to trade him in a million years even heard Steve Young say earlier this week that he's one of one. He's like the perfect guy for their offense. If you could choose any guy in the league that fits their offense as perfectly as Debo Samuel, there's nobody else. It's him. So check that box. They've done it. They've held on to him. And who's talking about it now? You don't. Nobody's paying attention to what Debo's Instagramming or tweeting, and we're not talking about who he's following or not. We're not. We're not. We're not on it. They've taken all of that out of the room. Those were fun times, though. Well, I mean, what with his videos of him in the club and somebody had, you know, yeah. the deep, well, paid for the sign, you know. Come back Debo. to the night, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, none of that. Like none I said, we can still get tables at that club whenever you want to go. So, sure. <laughs> so, birthday coming up. Yeah, I got a birthday so coming say up. Say it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my nickname in college was Bottle Service. Oh, boy. <laughs> Richie Bottle nah, Service? I'm just lying. <laughs> I'm going to use that, though. <laughs> Please. So check that box. They've succeeded. Debo's still a Niner. We're not talking about it. Hopefully they're using this space, this quiet space, to get him happy and on the field. The other thing, it's now the overarching storyline season to season and how they're going to figure out Trey Lance. And the fact that Jimmy G's still a Niner, in my mind, has to do with the fact that he got surgery. I think he'd have been long gone if he was healthy. And people don't believe it. Because look what Jimmy G did last year. Trey Lance could not have done that. Trey Lance had an opportunity to do that, and he could not do that. So Jimmy G had to come in and save the day, even though every single time he threw it, everybody's you know heart was in their throat. From the 49ers. I got I got t- texts and tweets from 49er fans, personal and 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 followers who are just like, oh, just just make sure Jimmy doesn't throw it. And then after he threw it and actually had a good game, how about that Jimmy G? But I'm a little nervous for next time. <laughs> That's how the Niners live with Jimmy G. Great until he's not. That's a YP. And that's why, yeah, YP. That's why they traded all them picks to go up to the third overall spot and take this kid. Now, at some point, the Niners are going to have to turn the keys of the car over to him. Everybody thought it could just be some smooth 
transition where, boom, he would come in and he'd be so damn good, Jimmy G would just never see the field again, and they just say, thanks for the memories, James. And last year, those moments, he had those opportunities. But guess what? He's still learning because he didn't have a lot of experience. He showed a lot of ability and flash at North Dakota State. But outside of that, it's all on what you think he can do and the upside that he has and the system that you put him in and the environment in which you place him, he can be successful. Niners fans don't want that possibility of having rookie or second-year, first-year starter bumps and turbulence. Guess what? Most teams deal with that. It's a rarity to not see the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, Chiefs with Mahomes, Chargers with Herbert. That's a rarity. Things usually look more like Tua or even the Bengals with Burrow. He got hurt. So guess what, 49ers fans? He's coming. He's coming. And you're going to have to throw him in the deep end of the pool in the NFC West where the defending Super Bowl champions live. And you're going to have to sink or swim. And you're going to hope that he's going to Win more than not because he has Debo. He's got George Kittle. He's joining us later on this program later on this week. And a defense with Bosa and the rest of them. And a coaching staff that knows how to do it. That's why we were so surprised to see the Niners just trade everybody to go up and get somebody with the third overall pick in the draft. A rookie quarterback who they finally take who hardly had any experience the year before. So get ready. And I think he'll do well. I really do.